Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Have you ever wondered what the point of Sabbath really is? Like, why do we pick a day that is holy and refuse to do anything on that day if anybody actually does that? Uh, We're going to answer that here in just a second. Today we're looking at Deuteronomy uh, 14 through 16. And basically, 14 is kind of about uh, what you can eat, what you can't eat. 15 is about sabbaticals, uh, Sabbaths. And 16 is about uh, Passover and justice. So there's a couple interesting things in here. Uh, We'll get to Sabbaths here in a bit. But Jenny, what do you want to talk about as we look over these three chapters? Well, we see the list of things again that they're not allowed to eat. I don't understand totally why things get repeated as literally as much as they do. Is this the generation thing again? Yes. It's the okay. same law okay. for a different group of people. Yep. Man, I wish they could have just said, like, see Moses' footnotes in the last thing he wrote. <laughs> because it is so much. But I guess the thing that stuck out to me literally is what what we were talking about in the opener is this idea of Sabbath or More specifically, in the text in 15, it talks about a sabbatical year, um, which happens every seven years. Um, And I oftentimes always think of sabbatical when I think about school. Uh, Like, as a teacher, that was always something that teachers could opt for after so many, or after such amount of time of teaching, um, you could ask for a certain time away from school. I believe that's how it works, where you, I've never been in school long enough to have experienced this whoops (laughs) but um you could ask for that time secure your job and when you're ready to come back you come back and keep moving on i forget the amount of time it is but i guess the idea is to just kind of like refresh renew come back um so yeah it's interesting that it kind of stems from well i guess definitely stems from the bible and specifically in chapter 15 so that was what stuck out to me because it's a concept that I'm already somewhat familiar with. So you, you set me up for this. Um, I would say something to be careful about is that refresh, renew, rejuvenate is kind of a secular idea, yeah, kind of yeah, a secular yeah. take on Sabbath. It really is. Um, and I've, I've heard people teach that that is the point of Sabbath. Like you need to relax. And so it's like, yeah, we watch football on Sundays because it's relaxing. <laughs> uh, that is not the concept in Deuteronomy. Uh, there is this rhythm of rest. We've talked about this before. Uh, every seventh day, you're going to not work. Every seventh year, you're going to not do anything for the whole year. Every seventh set of seven years, you're going to take off the entire year. And you're going to like forgive debts. You're going to release slaves. Um, at the center of sabbatical, I think, at the center, and when I say sabbatical, it's like the sabbatical year. Um, it's also like the Sabbath. At the center of all of it is cultivating a culture of faith. So it is, I'm going to choose not to work on the seventh day because I'm going to trust that the Lord will provide enough for me. Uh, That actually happens with the manna. Like when they're, when they're gathering the manna, God's like, Hey, on the sixth day, I'm going to give you enough for two days, but Mm -hmm. you're just going to gather that and you're going to believe that it's going to come. I didn't listen. (laughs) Yes. They also didn't listen to this either. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Um, But it is, and it's interesting because like God hasn't changed, right? So when we take Sabbaths every, you know, whatever your Sabbath is, Sunday, Saturday, whatever, um, we should be purposely cultivating faith, not necessarily cultivating rest. Hmm. So, I mean, it, it is for rest. Rest is a part of it. But the point is, I'm going to trust God to provide for me. 
and I'm going to watch him work in that. So you see wild things like you are not allowed to hold a loan for more than six years because on the seventh year, you're going to release that loan. You are not allowed to hold a slave for more than six years because on the seventh year, you're going to release that slave. Now, we've talked a little bit about that does not mean what you think it means. Like these are um, like indentured servants, basically, and Hebrews would take on slaves um, because they were increasing their socioeconomic mm-hmm. status, not decreasing it. Um, so re- imagine like if you have several indentured servants in your family, you're getting work done with those people. They're helping you meet the task and you're going to release them. That is going to require faith that God will provide for you and take care of you. Um, and this is tied pretty closely with the idea that we are going to be a generous culture. Like when you get to the promised land, you will be a generous people. If you see somebody with a need, you will give to them and support them with that need. Um, if you if you have a slave that wants to stay with you, you're going to make them essentially part of your family. Um, so there is a lot of generosity at the center of this. That is why we do Sabbath. That is why we do sabbatical. And so we should be careful as Christians today um, to cultivate faith in those rhythms of rest. And we should probably be doing more than sitting on the couch watching football. It's a very broad generalization for sabbatical. It, it is. Um, but I, I, I know I've fallen into it. Like when I was in college and they taught us like what the real meaning of sabbatical was, I was like, what? Mm. Um, also, extra credit. Um, you might wonder why we do Sabbath on Sundays. Like, why is Sunday our holy day and not Saturday? It's because Jesus rose on Sunday and the early church changed the holy day scandal to honor the fact that Jesus rose on Sunday. We experienced that firsthand. At least I did when we were in Israel in college. I was like, whoa, this is a Saturday thing. (laughs) Very confusing. Uh, In Israel, the... uh, they take this very seriously mm-hmm. to like the legalistic extreme. Um, most buildings have two sets of elevators, one that works on buttons and one that stops on every floor so that on Shabbat, you don't even have to push an elevator button to get to a different floor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, so then we go into like a lot of feasts and holidays. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard this before. Um, we also get at the tail end of these feasts and things, some direction on justice, which is really interesting. Like if you are passionate about justice, you will like God. Um, It's funny to me how a lot of social justice movements have been disconnected from God when God's idea of justice is pretty awesome. Like it's like, hey, you're going to rule over people fairly. You will not accept a bribe. You will not pervert justice. You will not mess up justice. Like, man, wow, it would be amazing if our judges were... (laughs) Deciding cases in this manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was reading earlier, there's actually a lot of archaeology of ancient Israelite cities have these enormous gates with several rooms in the gates. And the reason the rooms are in the gates is because the judges sat in the gates of the city so that they could decide cases at the entrance to the city. And so mm. there are actual ancient Israelite cities that have established places for these judges to sit. So they did follow up on these commands and, and do them. Huh. That's interesting. Um, so, and then finally, and this is kind of a, a theme that maybe we haven't picked up on enough. 
Um, there's this weird little thing at the end. It's uh, chapter 16, verse 21. You shall not plant any tree as an Asherah beside mm-hmm. the altar of the Lord your God that you shall make, and you shall not set up a pillar which the Lord your God hates. This is definitely what I was talking about yesterday, too. What's this that? is like a repetition. Every like every other reading that we do, there's something about don't worship idols, don't worship something in my place. Yeah. And that that specific tree, I had asked Ryan about, what does that, what does that mean? So that specific... Uh, tree, it, they're basically saying you can't set up a pole and you can't use a tree as a pole because that is one of the ways that people worshipped Baal. It's one of the ways the Canaanites worshipped pagan gods mm-hmm. is these poles and they were supposed to dr- destroy them completely. And so there's bookends to this reading. I'm just going to say there was something else about pagan worship at the beginning. So chapter 14 says you cannot cut yourselves or make baldness on your foreheads for the dead. Uh, and that was a Canaanite practice. Of pagan worship. Yes, that they would cut themselves and they would make bald spots to please their gods. So there is a lot that you'll read in these laws that is specifically calling the people out of looking like Canaanites or mm-hmm. looking like they're worshiping pagan gods. And if you don't look into the footnotes, it can be incredibly confusing. Yeah, I'd be like, like what? Why like, are they why, doing What are they doing things? this for? <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that's probably 14 to 16. You want to add anything to this? I just think it's cool how this is really, it's it's prepping them for what they're about to experience like head on. So as much as I get frustrated with hearing these things, honestly, like as an, as an educator, what we do most when we're teaching children is that you explain the directions, you explain them again, you explain them with perhaps even some examples or whatever, so that when they are faced with the problem or the new experience, they know what to expect or what is expected of them. Um, so I can understand as as repetitive as these things may be, Moses is just setting them up so that when they encounter the Canaanites, it is not a surprise um, and they know the expectations of them so as God's people. What do you think a good uh, takeaway, like what's a your part for today? Uh, well, we were definitely talking about how um, there's a lot of instances where justice and mercy are like critical parts of the lives of these Israelites and how when they inherit the land, the expectation is, well, even I guess now too, but the expectation is that they show mercy um, within those sabbatical years, specifically with, with debts and um, remembering I guess, God's faithfulness to them. So they also need to take that time to uh, reflect and have faith that he will continue to provide. And also with uh, the justice piece too, I think that's really powerful because sometimes pride can really take its place and we forget that God requires mercy and justice of us when we are encountering others um, who may have wronged us or, or whatever, just remembering um, to sh- extend and show the same mercy that God has shown his people. So I'm not sure what that would look like in a specific situation for anyone today, but just remembering those qualities that the Lord has um, commanded of the Israelites in these chapters is definitely applicable to us today. So, yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye.
Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's Plan Your Part. Also, we are a listener-supported podcast, so if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now, here's the reading for today. Deuteronomy chapter 14. You are the sons of the Lord your God. You shall not cut yourselves or make any baldness on your foreheads for the dead. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. You shall not eat any abomination. These are the animals that you may eat, the ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roebuck, the wild goat, the ibex, the antelope, and the mountain sheep. Every animal that parts the hoof and has the hoof cloven in two and chews the cud among the animals you may eat. Yet of those that chew the cud or have the hoof cloven, you shall not eat these, the camel, the hare, and the rock badger, because they chew the cud, but they do not part the hoof. They are unclean for you. And the pig, because of its parts of the hoof that does not chew the cud, it is unclean for you. Their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcass you shall not touch." Of all that are in the waters, you may eat these. Whatever has fins and scales, you may eat. And whatever does not have fins and scales, you shall not eat. It is unclean for you. You may eat all clean birds, but these are the ones that you shall not eat. The eagle, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the falcon of any kind, every raven of any kind, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk of any kind, the little owl and the short-eared owl, the barn owl, the tawny owl, the carrion vulture, and the comorant, the stork, the heron of any kind, the hoopoe, or the bat, and all winged insects are unclean for you. They shall not be eaten. All clean winged things you may eat. You shall not eat anything that has died naturally. You may give it to the sojourner who is within your towns, that he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner, for you are a people holy to the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. You shall tithe all the yield of your seed that comes from the field year by year, and before the Lord your God in the place that he will choose, to make his name dwell there. You shall eat the tithe of your grain, of your wine, of your oil, and the firstborn of your herd and flock, that you may learn the fear of the Lord your God always. And if the way is too long for you, so that you are not able to carry the tithe when the Lord your God blesses you, because the place is too far from you which the Lord your God chooses, to set his name there, Then you shall turn it into money, and bind up the money in your hand, and go to the place that the Lord your God chooses, and spend the money for whatever you desire, oxen or sheep or wine or strong drink, whatever your appetite craves. And you shall eat there before the Lord your God and rejoice, you and your household. And you shall not neglect the Levite who is within your towns, for he has no portion of inheritance with you. At the end of every three years you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in the same year, and lay it up within your towns. And the Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance with you, and the sojourner, the fatherless and the widow, who are within your towns, shall come and eat and be filled, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands that you do. At the end of every seven years you shall grant a release, and this is the manner of the release. Every creditor shall release what he has lent to his neighbor. He shall not exact it of his neighbor, his brother, because the Lord's release has been proclaimed. Of a foreigner you may exact it, but whatever of yours is with your brother, your hand shall release. But there will be no poor among you, for the Lord will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance to possess. 
If only you will strictly obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all this commandment that I command you today. For the Lord your God will bless you, as he promised you, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow, and you shall rule over many nations, but they shall not rule over you. If among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to him and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. Take care lest there be an unworthy thought in your heart and you say, The seventh year, the year of release, is near, and your eye look grudgingly on your poor brother, and you give him nothing, and you cry to the Lord against you, and you be guilty of sin. You shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him, because this is for the Lord your God, will bless you in all your work and what you undertake. For there will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore I command you, you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. If your brother, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, is sold to you, he shall serve you six years, and in the seventh year you shall let him go free from you. And when you let him go free from you, you shall not let him go empty-handed. You shall furnish him liberally out of your flock, out of your threshing floor, and out of your winepress. As the Lord your God has blessed you, you shall give to him. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore I command you this day... But if he says to you, I will not go out from you, because he loves you and your household, since he is well off with you, then you shall take an awl and put it through his ear into the door, and he shall be your slave forever. And to your female slave you shall do the same. It shall not seem hard to you when you let him go free from you. For half the cost of a hired worker he has served you for six years. So the Lord your God will bless you in all that you do. All the firstborn males that are born of your herd and flock you shall dedicate to the Lord your God. You shall do no work with the firstborn of your herd, nor shear the firstborn of your flock. You shall eat it, you and your household, before the Lord your God, year by year, at the place that the Lord will choose. But if it has any blemish, if it is lame or blind or has any serious blemish, whatever, you shall not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. You shall eat it within your towns. The unclean and the clean alike may eat it, as though it were a gazelle or a deer. Only you shall not eat its blood, you shall pour it on the ground like water. Observe the month of Abib, and keep the Passover to the Lord your God, for in the month of Abib the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. And you shall offer the Passover sacrifice to the Lord your God from the flock or the herd, at a place that the Lord will choose, to make his name dwell there. You shall eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days you shall eat it with unleavened bread, the bread of affliction, for you came out of the land of Egypt in haste that all the days of your life you may remember the day when you came out of the land of Egypt. No leaven shall be seen with you in your territory for seven days, nor shall any of the flesh of your sacrifice on the evening of the first day remain all night until morning. You may not offer the Passover sacrifice within any of your towns that the Lord your God is giving you, but at the place the Lord your God will choose to make his name dwell in it, there you shall offer the Passover sacrifice in the evening at sunset at the time you came out of Egypt. And you shall cook it and eat it at the place the Lord your God will choose. And in the morning you shall turn and go to your tents. For six days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a solemn assembly to the Lord your God. You shall do no work on it. You shall count seven weeks. Begin to count the seven weeks from the time the sickle is first put to the standing grain. Then you shall keep the feast of weeks to the Lord your God with the tribute of a free will offering from your hand, which you shall give as the Lord your God blesses you. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, 
And you and your son and your daughter and your male servant and your female servant, the Levite who is within your towns, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow who are among you, at the place that the Lord your God will choose, to make his name dwell there. You shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and you shall be careful to observe these statutes. You shall keep the Feast of Booths seven days, when you have gathered in the produce from your threshing floor and your winepress. You shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter, your male servant and your female servant, the Levite, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow who are within your towns. For seven days you shall keep the feast to the Lord your God at the place the Lord will choose, because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands, so that you will all together be joyful. Three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Booths. They shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing that your Lord your God that he has given you. You shall appoint judges and officers in all your towns that the Lord your God is giving you, according to your tribes, and they shall judge the people with righteous judgment. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality. And you shall not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and subverts the cause of the righteous. Justice, and only justice, you shall follow, that you may live and inherit the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not plant any tree that as an Asherah beside the altar of the Lord your God that you shall make. And you shall not set up a pillar which the Lord your God hates. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.